Safely making California. That's what we're talking about in this episode of Made in California. I was made in California. I was made in California. Uh, uh, I was made in California. I was made in California. Uh. Hey, everybody. During this virtual road trip, we visited small businesses across our state, learning what they're doing to keep not only their customers safe, but also their employees as they work to reopen. A main part of that conversation is an acronym that has come to mean so much to all Californians. PPE, or Personal Protective Equipment, is a vital part of our reopening process, and that's why today's episode is a conversation around a new initiative announced by Governor Newsom. A new partnership between the state of California, the California Manufacturers and Technology Association, or CMTA, and Autodesk has created the Safely Making California Marketplace to help fill a critical gap for all sectors of the COVID-19 pandemic. The program will connect CMTA member manufacturers and other manufacturers to employers who have the need to purchase non-medical grade PPE. This is a crucial step to reopening our economy, ensuring that our small businesses, all of our small businesses, have what they need to reopen safely. And on that note, today's podcast is a two-parter. First, you'll hear a conversation between Lance Hastings, CMTA's president, Kaina Pereira, senior advisor on business development and international trade for the governor's office, and Isabel Guzman, our director of the Office of the Small Business Advocate and state government lead of the Entrepreneurship Task Force, as they discuss this new initiative. Then you'll hear Isabel interview a California small business owner who not only pivoted to meet this moment, shifting her business to make people PPE for her fellow Californians, but is now also helping other small businesses adapt to this new marketplace. All right, first question. Why is this initiative, why is this effort so important? What will it do for our state, for the state of California? So when COVID-19 started, uh, we were all thrust into a crisis of really unknown proportion. And this dates back to Monday, March 16th. I mean, that's the day really that this issue began in earnest when the governor made a shelter in place order and several counties around the state decided to take that further because of, I think largely the density of the population in those areas and the unknown risk. And the, the, the recognition that personal protective equipment or PPE as it's commonly referred to now is an essential component to help slow, stop or otherwise mitigate the spread of this disease while we learn more and it's such an integral part, not just in the manufacturing world where we're accustomed to PPE with eyewear, earwear, shoe protection, etc., but really for everyday uh, citizens in this state to make sure that they can protect themselves. And it fell to the manufacturing community because after all, we are the ones who make those items and the things uh, here in California to step up and do what we could to help mitigate the problem. And that's where working with uh, the state in its various agencies and capacities really made a lot of sense. And we began, I think, having these discussions, kind of correct me if I'm wrong, that week. I mean, literally the 16th and 17th, we really were starting to have these discussions, how important it was going to be. Even before we knew the, the magnitude, we're still in the thick of it. So this program is well-timed, well-intentioned, and I think is going to demonstrate to be well-purposed uh, for all of California in the weeks and months ahead. There's something to be said about the order that came out today, too, especially as we look at, you know, how could we have accomplished what we have accomplished as a state and making sure that we have the protective equipment that all Californians need. 
Um, so we wouldn't have been able to make that announcement if this effort wasn't in place. And to do that effectively relied on you know, the efforts of Cal OES through covid19supplies.ca.gov, which was the progeny of our ability to transfer those manufacturers who raised their hand and said that they were willing to help. We put out that notice saying we're looking for supplies. Now at the time we were looking for PPE, but we realized that there's so much more capacity in our manufacturing complex within the state of California. And to leverage that effectively meant having some kind of partnership between Cal OES, GoBiz, and CMTA. And thankfully, Lance and his team over at CMTA stood up, understood the value of this, understood the charge and the dynamics of what it was going to take, really took the lead with our partnership to make sure that they were doing the vetting necessary to ensure that the products are quality, to ensure that there's regional sensitivity, and to ensure that there's viability for all of the different industries that need it while starting with the essential population and the essential workers was definitely the first step. For us to move into phase two really required an understanding of what the manufacturing capacity was, what the demand would look like. I'm just thankful that we have that deep-seated understanding of innovation and pivoting and manufacturing base to actually accomplish this. There's not many states that can say that. Okay, and going off of that, Lance, you said this fell to manufacturers and kind of you kind of touched upon this as well. What does this say about California as a state that sees really a challenge as an opportunity? Yeah, when you look across the industry sector, I mean, manufacturing, we are the largest manufacturing state in the country and we're the largest population state. So we, we have this obligation to make sure that all of Californians, whether they're at work, home, uh, recreation, uh, school, or a public environment are safe as possible. And the need to have PPE to do that falls upon us. And in the early weeks, we had calls from our members saying, what can we do to pivot? I have plastic. I can make it into anything you guys may need. I have a, a surplus sewing machines because what I was making before, there's no market for at the moment. How can we pivot our operations to support this effort? And it's when everyone came together like that, we got the critical mass. And to Kainas' point, the, the sheer scale of California, 40 million people, it really suffers uh, by comparison for all the other states who don't have that kind of scale and the, the need like we do. But our ability to step up is something that really is going to look back uh, look back upon in history as a, a, a seminal moment, really, I think, in California's history, quite frankly. I don't want to speak in you know too much um, in hyperbolic terms, but this is... Uh, an issue that affects all Californians, all walks of life, no matter where you happen to live in California. And we've got to do something uh, for the betterment of the entire state. From our research and from the people who raised their hands and, and from the vetting that we did and the opportunities that we saw, it wasn't just the big name guys. It wasn't just the large operators, those that can make a million widgets that stood up. I mean, we're talking some fabrication shops that were saying that they can make 500 5,000, 10,000, but not the millions that the state needed to procure. But we also recognize that even though the state can't buy those goods at the volumes that allow for our purchase power to exist and for our protective measures to exist in a way to protect the frontline workers, we knew that there was an opportunity to get those merchandise into the right hands. So proud to see small uh, businesses in manufacturing, in injection molding, in 3D printing, in all the innovative spaces that we're doing, uh, really trying to help meet this moment and do it in a way that captivated re- me personally as somebody who you know engages in business development and cares about innovation and about the future of, of work. 
And that's why the, it, this program is so great and why the impact, I think, will be felt in two ways with small businesses. I mean, first off, of course, many small manufacturers have had to repurpose. Uh, they've seen their original business model die and had to pivot to try to survive. Uh, but they, it also gave them an opportunity to contribute to the state's response to COVID-19 in a purposeful way. And so it, it, it definitely fulfilled a need for small businesses to find new models to survive. Uh, but secondly, uh, it, as many of the both the essential and now the non-essential businesses are opening up, it's hard for them to build supply chains, uh, especially for these products that uh, um, are out in the marketplace, sometimes, you know, scam products, etc. It's, and it's difficult as a small business owner with so much on your plate to navigate. So being able to go to a marketplace that you know is going to be reliable uh, and feel good about the purchase since it's a California manufacturer um, meeting the moment with the production of PPE uh, is really the perfect solution to try to solve some of these supply chain issues for our small businesses. Isabel, back to you on that again. Now, how do we work to ensure all communities, all small businesses across our state have access to this? It's accessible to everyone. The biggest barrier always for small business success is that access, that connection to the networks or the resources that's going to give you, you know, the best source from a supply chain perspective or the best loan, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, getting the information out is critical and it's something that we've been focused heavily on for the past year. So we've been uh, strengthening our network of small business centers throughout the state. We have 86 incredible centers that speak 31 different languages that have, you know, multicultural uh, competencies to be able to serve diverse businesses. Uh, we also uh, have an entrepreneurship task force that's the voice of small business for us. And so with these and other uh, networks of chambers and business associations, uh, we've been able to disperse information more effectively and we're going to continue to challenge us, ourselves to do that. That's the most important thing for small businesses. How could this be seen as a national example? Once again, California leading the way. I have uh, counterparts, as you can imagine, the manufacturing sector around the country that are launching similar efforts. So we've been able to compare notes along the way to identify those best practices to make something like this work. But it gets back to what Isabel said about the supply chain. It just doesn't magically appear. So it's something that we have to work through. And usually a supply chain in the normal course of manufacturing is a months long process that you've identified your supply chain months before and then months beyond the immediate moment. And sometimes that gets lost um, in the understanding of the, of the equation. But the, the scale is something I'll circle back to. That's what makes California unique. So our ability to leverage our scale is really going to be something that, that we'll look back on and say that was really a key development that California had because of our access to a supply chain, because of our access to that significant manufacturing base that I mentioned earlier. Those are the things that people will be able to look at and say, ah, that's where it worked for California and therefore should be able to work for us. And again, California exports a lot of our great ideas across the country, and this is likely going to be one of those um, very relevant uh, situations, particularly during this COVID crisis. There's another unique quality that California has to offer, which is also a part of what CMTA and Cal OES and GoBiz has been able to do, and that's also engender resources from technology. We've brought in Autodesk, we've brought in Intel to actually help us not just manage the process, uh, but to do the specifications analysis to make sure that they're making quality products that the California brand stands for. So as a model, yeah, I think that it is one and it is a very big part of the manufacturing dynamic. But to be able to bring it to the masses, to be able to have everybody access it, requires that technological element. CMTA has technology in its title. 
So bringing in Autodesk was a tremendous win because it was somebody who could validate the designs. It could validate the process. It could help them reshape how their mechanism works within the facility. But then also bringing Intel on top of that as you know, helping with the project management and helping with some of the technological aspects for the website itself. So that's one of those things that without those types of embedded richness and the innovative spirit of the state of California, we would not have been capable of doing this. Having all of those parts work together in unison and in a, a high level of collaboration, a high level of communication, moving towards the same goal is what meeting this moment really means. And, you know, California leads on business starts. Uh, we are the innovation state. Uh, globally, uh, we're, we're known to uh, iterate on a, on a con constant basis. And I think that shows in, in our response during COVID-19 and all of the really um, innovative programs that we've launched, uh, including this one. And I, I know that it's that tenacity, it's that willingness to take, take risk and to constantly reinvent ourselves that has uh, enabled us to, to move forward. And, and I hope we're a beacon of hope for others um, around the globe on this front. And of course, can't end without asking this, what's been the best part of working together? What have you learned? I'll take California, that one first. I want to go first. <laughs> oh, okay, Isabel can go first. Isabel can go first. Well, just that I have been so impressed. I've I've worked in the private sector for most of my life. Started in my own businesses, and and I've worked in government, the federal level, and now the state level. And I've just. Californians should be proud um, with the servants that they have working in government. Uh, the, the teams are incredible at GoBiz and Cal OES and our private partners, uh, CMTA and others, are just the strongest group of leaders that I've ever worked with. So I really appreciate that uh, and, being, and I'm honored to be working in California with folks like this. I would definitely echo that. Um, I would also say that working with uh, Cal OES has been gratifying because you have people who lay their, put everything on the line to protect uh, Californians. Uh, I'd say in particular working with Lance has been fantastic. I'm just happy that we are able to put something forward that's gonna help people, uh, but that's gonna do something that's right, that we know that's right. And also by facilitating the free exchange of goods for our essential workers and for some of them that were considered non-essential before. It just shows that California always puts their best foot forward and takes care of their, their people. Yeah, and I think that the, what makes this thing work is the fact that we all have a shared and singular purpose, which is for the betterment of California. And we all bring our expertise and what we can contribute. And we found the way to leverage all of that expertise into a program that's going to be scalable probably repl replicable around the country and something that we can be proud of. And it's all because, you know, we, we checked our, you know, perhaps our selfish interests at the door and put a collective interest on the table and have been working on it uh, in that regard. And that's why the program is going to be under a banner, safelymakingca.org. No, no one's claiming any branded uh, lineage to it. It's we are truly trying to safely make California. And that's really objective. And again, I'll echo everything. Uh, working with this group has been probably one of the highlights of my career because of the, the mission that's in front of us, the need to have a, a solution, and working together to get it done. And uh, look forward to continuing working with these great people uh, for the weeks, months, and years ahead. Well, here, here. Thank you all so much.
Tova, I'm so glad to sit down with you to talk about your dual roles. You run a manufacturing company, Rind, that has pivoted and repurposed to provide PPE, so an entrepreneur's perspective, while also serving LA and California as a business advisor at Bixel Exchange at the LA Chamber. So you're really able to understand both what small businesses have been going through during COVID, as well as manufacturers. Uh, And we know LA leads on manufacturing in the state remains a critical part of the economy here. And so I'm so glad to connect with you to learn more. More on a personal note with your own pivot with Rind, um, how meaningful was it for you to be able to adapt in the marketplace and start providing PPE? And if you could tell us a little bit about that experience and that shift and what it took from took out of you. It was a big shift for us, not in terms of the work that we were doing, because all of the pieces are still there. The manufacturing, the fill, the batching, the lab, the testing, the safety, we had that all. What was difficult was, and this was very hard actually, was getting your supply chain, let me break it down. Getting the raw ingredients was really hard because a bunch of people bought them up. That was a big focus for us and we were really able, due to our relationships, to secure um, just basic ethyl alcohol and enough aloe vera and like high quality products to be able to make good hand sanitizer. That was a lot of work though. There's a lot of stuff that was going out there that was like unrefined. It, it smelled bad. It was disgusting. And it's because people were trying to produce and fill this gap as quickly as possible. The second thing was packaging was pretty crazy. So what we ended up doing, and that's why I have this advice is we ended up pivoting and working with a water bottle manufacturer that's local. So we're all local here. So now we've got, we can make actual sanitizers with our packaging, but it's all locally produced where we put in an order and they're literally making the bottles for us as opposed to waiting for, you know, this future supply chain. We know exactly where everyone is and we know exactly what they're doing and it's all helping local manufacturing. The work was twofold because one, I wanted to get the PPE out and we were all moving towards that. But two, it's also about, it's also about business in LA, which is going through such a hard time. So really the work and part of making sure that we are bringing all of that supply chain in-house also was that we're providing more jobs for people who a lot of their work is often outsourced and there was a gap in the market. So we were finding these little creative solutions just to be able to create the product. Really trying to talk to a lot of people that were in need, talking to the school district, talking to the counties, talking to local chain grocery stores, because my focus was we're a local manufacturer. I can distribute nationally, but more importantly, what, is, what does LA need? What does SoCal need? What does California need? Um, those are a lot of the conversations that we pushed into very quickly. Well, Tova, I know that you you also advise small businesses through the Bixel Exchange in Los Angeles, you know, really strong small business center that works with uh, innovative startups and as well now small businesses in general uh, in trying to adapt to this marketplace. What have you seen in terms of you know, their demand needs for PPE and their willingness to implement these safe practices, you know, in their small businesses. What I've really noticed, and that's why we're focused on education with Pixel Exchange and kind of breaking it down in bite-sized pieces of how to start implementing it and how to do it safely is there's a bit of um, a confusion on the part of the business owners. They're not sure what the best solution is. And this creates, they want to do it, but a lot of businesses are getting stalled out. And the stall out is they do not know how to, you know, safely implement a plan that's gonna be good for their business from a legal perspective and also protects their employees and also protects their customers. And a lot of it is they're just not sure what's gonna work the best. On the marketplace though, there is some confusion of what do I even provide that's gonna be the best? So a lot of it's education, a lot of it's just 
They just need help making plans. And then they need help getting access to the to the products that are at incredibly increased rates. And I think that's the point of the Safely Making CA dot org partnership is to try to create more um, you know options for small businesses to be able to purchase things directly. And I know a lot of businesses have purchased directly uh, to you, uh, by, from you through the LA Chambers efforts as well. So um, I'm glad to see these marketplaces working uh, for small businesses. If you were going to recommend to small businesses what they should prioritize in terms of uh, building up a supply chain of PPE, what, what would you say are the first steps and, and necessary actions that they should take? Building up your supply chain has to do with just, it's all about relationships. So one of the biggest things that I would do is to make sure that you understand where your supply chain is coming from and not just do some kind of, you know, say you have a restaurant, don't just buy from restaurantsupply.com, right? You want to really make sure that you're just taking some time to do some phone calls to know that you have that on a continual basis. The safest bet because of the significant delays that are happening is to really work with US made products or really understand your timelines and start charting out when you're gonna have a timeline of anything that's getting imported, just kind of gauging those timelines to know that it might be an extra month before you get those supplies. One last question, I'm curious you know, how you implemented the safety guidance uh, on a personal level within your manufacturing facility and how you kept your employees safe in the process? One piece of it is that we have a lot of sanitizer on hand. <laughs> all employees had their sanitizer check stations for hands at, along all the entry points and the walls, and we opened every door so there were no shut doors at the point. We put, um, you know, guard signs up so that, you know, there were restrictions on entering any workspace, a couple cubicle workspaces. Everyone was required to have a mask. We provided masks, provided gloves. Things that we did do is we took shifts where employees, instead of just being on the fill lines to help track what was going on, full time were just sanitizing. So all they were doing, we had two employees rotating on a full-time basis, sanitizing with a spray every single surface. We moved lunch shifts outside so they'd be separate. We were already in an environment where protection and safety were very normalized. I think it's a little harder for some businesses that don't have as many of that embedded into the culture of what they do at work. We already have to, we already maintain good manufacturing practices. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's been a pleasure to hear insights of one, what it was like to have to pivot so quickly and, and how you, you know, embodied your values and principles to keep your, your employees safe, do what was best for California and our ability to fight this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, and, and really bring that same expertise to businesses through your work with Bixel Exchange. I really appreciate that you're an advisor in LA County, helping so many businesses. We're lucky to have you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the chance to talk about it. You can't be afraid to jump in and start. I was made in California. 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 You have to be made of the right stuff You have to be strong and never give up This battle you were fighting, you were made to win I'm not saying that it's easy, but you're made for this I was made in California I was made in California I was made in California I was made in California